Hello and welcome to Navigating Joy Together. My name is Lauren and I'm here with my family. Mark. Addison. Hunter and our dog Onyx. Each episode, you will hear about our experiences with navigating joy together in our family, as well as tips you can bring back to your family. Thanks for spending time with us. Now let's get to it. Welcome to this week's episode. Today it is Hunter, Addison, and I, and we're going to chat a little bit about a situation that happened this past Tuesday and how we have handled it, the feelings it's brought up, and some other goodies like that. Hunter, would you like to start sharing the situation? So on last week, Tuesday night, Addison and me, right before dinner, we were um, I was cutting an orange in half to squeeze it because we like to make like our own drinks, like put different fruits and stuff. Um, and I was using a big knife, and once the knife got through the skin of the orange, it cut down really fast and sliced the tip of my thumb. So it was like a flap hanging on by like a millimeter of skin. I didn't look at it, but. Yeah, and then I had to go that night and get stitches. Okay, and so what did this situation create for you as far as once you knew you had stitches, what did you realize you weren't going to be able to do for a while? I might not be. I realized I probably wouldn't be able to do full contact football, and there's a lot of stuff I just wouldn't be able to do. And what were you thinking about initially when that all happened? Didn't you realize that? That I wouldn't really, I wouldn't learn how to tackle. And I might miss our first game. Okay. And how did you feel? Not good. Did you think about it a lot? A little bit, yeah. Did you go through your head a lot about not knowing that you were going to miss directions and learning on how to tackle and those kinds of things? Yeah. I bring that up because... This kind of situation created a lot of feelings for all of us as a family. We had definitely some worry and possibly some anxiety. I'm going to talk about the difference between the two. And as a parent, it definitely created those feelings because oftentimes when something happens to our children and we know they're super disappointed or upset, we want to try to fix the problem. I'm a huge believer of not doing that, but it's really hard when you see that their heart potentially is broken because of a situation and you can't fix it. If this was a situation we could fix as parents, I know Mark and I would choose not to as hard as it is, but it definitely brought up a whole host of feelings for us. So I'm going to talk about the difference between anxiety and worry. There's definitely some similarities, but there's also some differences. Anxiety is an emotion characterized by feelings of worry fear, nervousness, and apprehension. Every person experiences some level of anxiety as a part of life, which is very normal. It also can become a problem when it disrupts our day-to-day life, and it is definitely a joy crusher. Not to say we shouldn't ever feel anxiety, but I think the important piece here is when we are feeling anxiety that we can recognize it, acknowledge it, and then do something about it. Now, worry is a little bit different. 
worry is described as a chain of negative thoughts about bad things that might happen in the future. So would you say, Hunter, you felt more anxiety, like you just had these feelings of fear and nervousness and worry because you're missing these things? Or did you feel like you were more worried about these things that are going to continually happen the next couple of weeks? Um, both. Can you explain? Um, yeah, I had anxiety over missing our first game and miss, missing how to tackle and stuff. Because the next, so Wednesday, that at the day after I got stitches, they started full contact. So that was a little sad that I haven't missed that. Would you feel that it kind of disrupted your night and your day for the first day or two? Yeah. Yeah, and how did you finally kind of get over it? Just knowing that we have a game every weekend and the season's like three months or something. So I'll have time to learn. And still maybe attending practices, but just not being yeah. able to do certain things. Yeah. Yeah. I have to say that for me, I think it created a little anxiety as well, just knowing that you were so disappointed and upset about it. I think the good thing was that this was something that we truly could not fix as parents because you just have to heal your hand. There's nothing we can do about that. And even if it was a situation we could fix, I know that we wouldn't as hard as it would be because then you would not learn how to acknowledge the feelings and think about how you can get through it and then be okay with it and move on. And now that we're several days past, what are we, five or six days past when you first got stitches, you're fine. I know you probably are still a little concerned that you are upset that you can't participate 100% in practices and you'll miss that first game, but you've definitely come to that realization on your own that there's plenty of time. You're going to still learn when you're at practice this week and even being on the sideline of the game, and you'll be playing soon enough, right? Mm -hmm. Addison, did it bring any feelings up for you at all? Yes, it did. Um, so when he got home around like 9 o'clock, you know, because with, uh, from getting stitches and stuff, um, I called you downstairs, and I was like, and I told you I, it felt like it was my fault that he got it cut, because I was the one who was like, Hunter, can you cut the orange while I get the ice ready and... Um, get the cups out and the lime juice and everything because we use all these different ingredients and I'm um, I was like Hunter can cut, cut the orange and I saw him pull out the big knife and I was like no and I just walked past him and kept going and I came up and he cut and like the thing dropped and I saw that and I just thought it was my fault from telling him that to cut the orange and I feel like if I didn't tell him to cut the orange it wouldn't have happened and so I thought, thought it was my fault that he got cut. So do you think that it was more like you were worried, of, more worried, remember the definition of worried, a chain of negative thoughts about bad things that might happen in the future? Or was it more kind of anxiety because you were nervous and you were worried, but it wasn't really future, a chain of future thoughts? I guess I was just kind of in between anxiety and worry mm -hmm. like I feel like I like I know it was gonna be hard for him to play football you know like he it's hard for him to take a shower he can't get it wet you know it's like he has to be careful um especially the first days he didn't have like the hard protective cover on and everything so um 
I guess it's just because I was in between both of those because I, I thought that I was the one who made him cut himself, mm. but also I was worried with how this would affect his daily life, kind of. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like, not go to football, not So kind of that, shower, those future like, events you're yeah. worried about. Mm-hmm. Well, now that you say that, I remember you asking me, and I don't, I did not do a very good job of sitting with you and really acknowledging those feelings. I said to you, it was not your fault at all. I feel like if I could go back, though, we could have sat and actually talked a little bit more about it and identified those feelings a little further mm-hmm. to make sure you could settle with them. And I said to him, I'm so sorry about that. <laughs> the book I'm using that talks about anxiety is Brene Brown's Atlas of the Heart. If you have not gotten this book, I really recommend it because it talks about all feelings. And I'm just at the beginning of it where she talks about anxiety and worry and those kinds of negative feelings. But there's something else she talks about, anxiety. And she says, anxiety feels like this to her, escalating loss of control, worst case scenario thinking and imagery and total uncertainty. And so when I go back to your situation, Hunter, I feel like you definitely had some uncertainty and loss of control that you couldn't control the situation as far as learning football and you had uncertainty of what it's going to be like being able to be back at football 100% not knowing some of the information that you missed, right? Mm-hmm. Addison, what about you? Can you think of some times or something recently that's happened where maybe it created some anxiety or worry for you? Yes. A couple weeks ago, you and dad went out to watch a, a show or a, a documentary. A documentary. Mm-hmm. The Holly. The Holly. <laughs> and it was on a school night and Mom was like, hey, can you babysit Hunter? Can you, like, watch Hunter? Like, not babysit, but, like, can you just get Hunter to bed on this time at 8.30, make sure you have dinner, all that stuff. And also make sure you get your stuff done, like, any homework and all that. And I was like, yes, I can do that. So it was about 6.30 when you guys left? Yeah, so it was about 6.30 when they left, and Hunter had football practice. This was before he cut his finger, but so Hunter had football practice. So he was going to be home anytime between 6.30 and 7. And... So they left, and he got home pretty soon after them, and I was like, here, Hunter, I made some dinner, or whatever was pulled out of the fridge. I got him on a plate, and he did some homework, and he ate. By then, it was probably about, I don't know, 8 to 7.30. I don't think the time really matters, but, like, I've been getting a lot more homework, so it's a lot of stuff for me, and I've been trying to get to bed a lot earlier since I have to wake up pretty early every day. Um, So I was like, okay, Hunter put out your dishes away, start getting ready for bed. So that was the time when I really wanted to get my homework done because it was about 8 and I still needed to make my lunch, or 8.30 and I still needed to make my lunch, and I don't like doing that at night because I don't have as much stuff to do in the morning. And I started getting really, like, stressed out, and I started getting hot and everything because of the amount of homework I had to do. Like, I, ha- I still had to read, like, a packet and answer six questions, and I still had to, like, search through that packet and everything, and... I had to get Hunter to bed, and I needed to get our dog out to the bathroom, and I had to, and I, whenever (laughs) um, my parents are gone, I like cleaning up the dishes, because sometimes there's dishes in the drying rack, or sometimes the couch isn't nice. I like having it nice when they get home, and I didn't know what time they were getting home, and I just got, I just started to get really stressed out about having to do all of that stuff, as well as getting my, my own self taken care of, and getting to bed on time. And then I remember when I got Hunter in bed, him reassuring, like, where he was like, it's okay, 
it's okay, take deep breaths, and yeah. Also, that night when I came home from football, from the time I got home till I was going to bed, I was switching pads from a helmet to another helmet, and that's harder than the thing. Because then I also had to make my lunch and do homework. So I was doing homework in bed. And after he put me in bed. Yeah, I remember that. That was it. Like, because then he got home, he had, like, two helmets with him. And I was like, what are those? And he had to change up pads. So he was doing that the whole time and, like, kind of eating dinner. So then once, and then I had him take a break to eat dinner. But then he went right back to it. And he, and I was like, do you have homework? And he was like, yeah. And, like, after he had brushed his teeth and everything, he came back up to do his homework. And I was like, just get in bed and do it. And then, and that's when I started to freak out. Okay, so if I paraphrase, you started to freak out because all of a sudden you had all this stuff to do. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like it was a loss of control? Yes. Because you wanted to clean the house and you had to make sure he had his dinner and he got his homework done and he got into bed and then you had to make your lunch and you had to do your homework and do all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. Kind of didn't, maybe you didn't feel like where to go, what to do first or which direction to go in. Yeah. So loss of control, which... She talks about in this book that that's what anxiety feels like, right? A loss of control. Then you said that Hunter helped you calm down and had you take some deep breaths. Did that work? And then how did you kind of bounce back out of that or did it continue to last? Um, it worked, yes. Um, so it, were, it really helped me definitely calm down, especially knowing that he was in bed. And I'm pretty sure he – did you take on his lunch too? I know, it's still, it's still extra stuff. But, um, so, yes, him helping me, like, calm down did help me because then I, like, took a break from my homework and I, like, kind of put away the dishes and stuff, just, like, take a break, and then I just laid on the couch for a couple minutes and then I restarted my homework. But I, ne- I didn't finish the homework, but it was okay because I didn't have those classes the next day. But I like doing it and getting it done because – then it's not as much homework to do, you know, in one day. But um, I never, I didn't finish it, but it did help me get along more, and I did calm down. I'm assuming when you were feeling this, you probably had increased blood pressure, which you might not know what that means, but maybe your heart was beating faster a little um, bit, and, so. and you probably didn't recognize that, but that's one of the signs, too, that can create anxiety. Not create anxiety, but when we have anxiety, our heart beats faster, maybe we breathe quicker and shorter, and... You know, we're kind of like breathing heavily. So I'm so glad that he was able to support you in doing that. Both of your examples definitely are a loss of control. So Hunter, you could not control what had happened after you cut your finger. And it's taking you out of football for about 12 days where you can do some of it, but not 100%. And that's a loss of control, right? You kind of lost control of this situation. Yours was also a loss of control at some point, but then you actually, Addison, can make the choice or figure out how to get past that and then make some changes. Hunter also can make changes, but he still can't control the outcome of he can't play football 100% right now. But he can go to practice. He can participate in whatever he can without using his hands. He can listen to the learning. He can support his team. You, on the other hand, can completely change that situation where you calm down and then you maybe are calm enough and you're like, okay, what do I do next? How can I fix this for myself? How can I get out of that? Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So both I definitely think created some anxiety 
I don't think they're necessarily more, I mean, anxiety, worrying is part of anxiety, but I don't think it's full on worrying. Just when I read these definitions, it's not future events. It's really in that moment, right? Yeah. I love that you did the breathing techniques. Here are some other things that I found in this pamphlet on how to manage anxiety. And I hope we can come back to this sometime in another podcast more detailed. I just think this would be a good way to kind of touch on it a little bit. But I got this little pamphlet when I did a parent talk. Gosh, this was before the pandemic when you were in fifth grade, I think. Your middle school used to do these awesome talks. Fifth grade. And I know, a while ago. One was on anxiety. And some of the tips for managing anxiety, they say, are to distract yourself. You know, you can text a friend, read a book for five minutes, snap fingers back and forth, which I think is kind of interesting, but that's so tactile. Write your feelings in a journal, listen to music, listen to the quietness of a room. Try push-ups or jumping jacks. Focus on your breath. I, this isn't on the list, but going out to nature, like outside and just being quiet and listening to whatever sounds you hear around you is pretty calming. You can also have your mind take you to places that are safe or special. Like I love the beach. So a lot of times I just imagine the beach and the sounds of the ocean coming in and crashing against the, the sand. Um, you could go to your room, you know, or maybe a lake or a forest or a mountain. So those are really awesome tips for managing anxiety. And I think breathing is a huge one. Breathing is one of the easiest, quickest way to kind of get ourselves to relax. This other thing I found, I don't know if you guys remember this calm down bingo. I love this. I just found this in my little box up there that we keep <laughs> on our, our magnetic board. And I'm going to keep this out. And I'm actually going to use this in my with my students too. But these are awesome ways to calm down. Listen to these. 20 big forward arm circles or five push-ups, hopping on right foot for 15 times, 10 jumping jacks, touch your head, shoulders, knees, and toes five times. You can even sing the song. Head, shoulders, knees, and toes, knees, and toes. Five deep breaths, like you're blowing a balloon. Hand on waist and twist for 20 seconds. Pretend to blow out five birthday candles. So some of those are breathing, different breathing techniques. Move your right hand up and down and your left hand side to side at the same time. Five times, hands overhead and touch your nose 10 times. March in place for 20 seconds. 20 big backward arm circles, 10 deep breaths, 10 wall push-ups, 20 small arm circles, high knees in place 20 times. So all of these are awesome ways to calm down because when we're feeling that anxiety, we can't make rational decisions. So it's really important that we calm down. So when Hunter had you take those breaths, I'm assuming it calmed you down and then you were able to figure out your next course of action in that moment. Yeah. Right? So in order for us to make good decisions and rational decisions to get us out of that anxiety to help alleviate a situation or to make a change in a situation, we have to be rational. So we need to do these calm down um, strategies. And I know, Hunter, when you had initially cut yourself, we definitely were trying to have you take breaths to calm down. Eventually, you were able to do that. And even when we were in the place, the clinic, you were, we were, you know, kind of talking to you about taking breaths. So one of the biggest things I learned in a parenting class about anxiety is not trying to necessarily fix the situation, but taking time to listen. So when you, Hunter, went through this whole thing about cutting your finger and you were so upset that you weren't going to be able to play football, instead of saying to you, "It'll get, you'll get by, you'll get through it, before you know it, it's going to be over, 
we just kind of kept saying it sucks and we hate that word sucks, but it really sucked, didn't it? Yeah. And it sucks. So we just kind of kept saying that for a couple days to acknowledge your feelings of how upset you were. As parents, oftentimes we want to fix things and try to alleviate that disappointment and that worry or that anxiety or that sadness. And we don't allow children often to really settle into those feelings. And it's okay to have those feelings. And that's why for a couple days, I would just keep looking at you and be like, I know, bud, this just sucks. Like I have nothing else to say about it, but it just sucks. And I'm hoping that showed you that we were really listening to your feelings and acknowledging the fact that you were very upset about what happened. So that piece is really, really important, I think, for parents to do. Hopefully, listener, you gained a little bit of information about anxiety and worry. I definitely want to do another podcast more in depth about this because anxiety is a part of everybody's life. Everybody feels anxiety. There are different levels of anxiety, and I think that's really important to be able to identify. I do really believe in all these different ways to calm down, and hopefully you heard something that you could use in situations for you or your children to help alleviate that feeling of anxiety and moving on. Thanks for joining us again. And if you have any questions, thoughts, comments, or want to share any situations with us, we always love hearing them. We are happy to talk about them on the air. You can reach me at Lauren at dailyjoy.us. On Facebook, the group is Navigating Joy Together. And on Instagram, Lauren's Daily Joy. All that information is in the show notes. And we look forward to being with you on our next episode. Bye. Did you enjoy your time with us today? If you did, please give us a review in Apple Podcast. Your review will make navigating joy together much more fun. And we would be truly grateful if you would share this with others who you know would gain value from our podcast. Thank you again. And we look forward to sharing our next episode with you in two weeks. Bye.